Boys and girls, they start the show. Let's catch up with Mike and Joe. Mike's in Oakland, Joe's in LA. There's nothing left to say. There's nothing left to say. As a ghost, I must advise. Don't look in Mike Lawson's eyes. Candlesticks and guillotines. That's how he kills his friends. That's how he kills his friends. Don't forget that. Oh, hello, Joey. Hello, Mike I really, Lawson. I really enjoyed the theme song. I like tuned out. Um, and hello to everybody listening. My name is Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in LA. We've been friends for over 15 years. And every single week we call one another and we catch up. Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. Yes, we do. That's what we do every single week without fail. We never, ever miss a week. How are you? How I'm doing what's well. What's going on? But you know what? You what's so funny is that you just you're, you're tipping our hand a little bit. Like we record in a new way now, where the theme song is played live. Oh yeah, where it didn't it didn't used to be like that. People tried to basically we figured out a way to make this easier, so we don't have to do any work after <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, literally we do zero work. Great to you. You know, for a long time <laughs> I was doing more of the work, and I feel now you do more of the work now because you do like little special drawings based on the episode and. That now yeah. the workload is on you, which is probably still you would say not that much. It's it really isn't that much at all. Um, so I'm cool with that. Um, um, if you don't mind, what's going on? If you don't mind, I want to do a couple more thank yous. Okay, know. yeah, totally. Um, first, I want to give a big thank you to um, friend of the show, and also my husband from another dimension, Alex Lefebvre. Let me tell you this: it's like this. Alex Lefebvre has walked out of like. Joe's dream journal when he was like 17 and then just existed. Well, first of all, he made a very generous donation to undergrad prep. So thank you. Oh, that was very nice of you, Alex. That was very nice of him. Thank you. But also like lately on his social media, I don't know what he's up to now. It's all in Italian. And I hit like, you know, like on the Instagram, it will translate for you or Twitter or whatever. Yeah. 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 And and I hit it and it's, it's basically saying like, Hey, people from Italy, if you're ever in the United States and need singing lessons or anything like that, uh, I can do it in totally 100% Italian. So he speaks fluent Italian. And I'm like, oh, Jesus fucking Christ. That in your dream journal, too? That was in my dream journal. And then also a friend of the show, you know her, you love her, Jennifer Mandel. Yeah, she's a woman, so her... uh, her explanation will be much shorter. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Here you Jen. Go. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> thanks, Jen. <laughs> no, we've known Jen for so long, both of us, and she wrote some very funny um, posts about our Facebook page, which you should remind. Where oh, can yeah. everyone? Where can everyone? Uh, uh, you just go to Facebook.com/slash CU Podcast or search Catching Up Podcast. Like the page. We barely ever post. <laughs> Yeah, we barely ever post, but, but but we do we do actually though we do actually uh, interact with the people and whatnot, and uh, and what and and by the way, a big giant 
fuck you to Joe Zubia. Wait a minute. This is so positive. Jay Mandel, thank you for that donation. That was very nice of you uh, to contribute to all of the positive that Joe puts out in the world. He never puts negative into the world. Well, I'll tell you um, why. It what is, what it, were you saying, Joe? It, it is actually positive. Okay. Because this uh, Joe Zubia has uh, donated money to undergrad prep very generously. But he said okay. he specifically did not want to be thanked. Oh, <laughs> So I'm not thanking him. I'm saying fuck you, Joe Zubia. Well, like, did he not want to be recognized publicly that he did that? And I don't you're know. like being really rude? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. And then there's another person who I think may be a listener. I can't tell if you are. Please let me know if I left you off of here. Also, friend of the show, Adam Vaught, but also board member. Yeah, has made a very ge- Yeah. Uh made, made a very generous recurring donation. You can always do a recurring donation. As well. So thank nice. you, Adam Vaught. Anyway, what's going on with you? Um, oh, I wanted to tell you, listen to this, Joey. The other day, um, Steve and I were going to dinner. Um, I picked, so it wasn't like uh, Applebee's. It was I mean, well, it was a chain, though. Do you know True Foods? Do you, you guys mm-hmm. have them in L.A.? No, it started in Newport. Not Newport, not Newport. Oh, it didn't? But, and you know what? Maybe the first one in California is Newport. I feel like there was... Another one somewhere else, but but the first one was in Newport Beach, and so I, yes, I have been to True Foods many times. Okay, so True Foods for me is like a forty-five minute drive; like it's not uber close, but kind of give us a if a, maybe I'm kind of exaggerating the drive too. If we go during rush hour, it's probably forty-five minutes, but um, I drive over to Walnut Creek just to go to True Foods Kitchen. Sure, um, and there it's like in a mall where there's stores that you know I don't see all the time, so it's just kind of like. Somewhere to go, uh, mm-hmm. something to do. So we were driving there, and as we were, I don't, I can't even tell you freeway interchange changes because I don't know freeway numbers and stuff anymore. I basically GPS does everything. Mm-hmm. Um, another way smartphones have ruined my memory, um, but that's not really true. It just has given my memory now has that capacity to do better things than it used to do. But anyway, um, the. We're on some interchange on the freeway, and there's a car on the shoulder. In my memory, maybe as it's emergency lights on, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but we see a woman kind of running out of the passenger side door towards the trunk of the car, right? Okay. And then the driver's side door swings open. A man jumps out, and he's like, in basketball shorts and like a tight t-shirt and sneakers and muscular really big muscles okay i thought he was like middle eastern um steve and has told me that he thinks he was african-american and anyway the guy runs to the back of the trunk to get her and he grabs the woman and she's like kicking her legs and fighting him (gasps) and he pulls her and pushes her into the backseat of the car. Okay. And okay. So that's what we saw. And this happened in like a second. So it took me much longer to explain it. So I kind of had to back up to kind of tell you things that were happening simultaneously. Okay. So as we're kind of approaching, Steve and I both kind of see it mm-hmm. and Steve starts to pull over behind the, behind them. Cause yeah. we're like approaching them mm-hmm. and I freaked out because I, I don't, 
I don't know if the guy has a gun. I don't know. I just thought, like, you can't stop here. Mm-hmm. Like, we we need to get his license plate or something, but we can't just stop right here because he, we're obviously watching this. He's going to know. I don't know. It just freaked me out, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. And, and again, this is all in a second. So I'm like, no, 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 don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, like, let's go up a little bit, slow down, and then he's going to drive, and we could kind of follow him and see his plates, and I could call 911. And I actually started calling 911, and I got a message wait, 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 saying wait, wait. The story please. isn't going where I thought it was, because you were telling the story. I thought you were going to get out and help him. So and give him well, help him kidnap a woman? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, 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 you're doing it all wrong, sir. That's not how you do it. <laughs> um, so I call, I'm calling 911. I got a message saying it was busy, but Steve kind of like our communication was weird. I was, I meant like, let's go forward, but let's like watch for him to come past us. But mm-hmm. he, also with the flow of traffic and safety and everything, we ended up like basically getting off at the next exit. Okay. Um, and we lost the guy, nothing. And so I called 911 and got a message saying they were busy, but to call back. We're busy. But then, yeah. <laughs> what? Sorry. We're kind of busy right now. What's your problem? So I hung up. I'm about to recall, but then I'm like, well, what am I going to even tell them? Like, I saw a car and a man jumped out and pulled a woman into it. I don't know the freeway numbers. Mm-hmm. I don't know his license plate number. Mm-hmm. And Steve and I couldn't agree on what race the guy was. <laughs> uh-huh. Like, I, what? What would we even? What would we even tell these people? So we just let it go. Is that what? weird? It's been weighing on me. Wait. So there's no. So that's that's you don't the know what conclusion. happened to this person. I have no idea. There's. I've been. I've looked in the news, but like. What do I look for? Because I, I, the maybe this woman was kidnapped and she's missing, but like there's no missing women articles that I found. But what if she's not from the city I saw her in? What if she was from, I don't know, Sacramento or LA or you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Do you think maybe it was just um, a domestic violence? Yeah. Like a domestic thing, so like she's fine, but like she just beat the shit. Not not that that's good, but I'm just saying like she's not. She's in a kind of manageable situation. She's not like kidnapped and left for dead somewhere. Yeah, when I used to live in Newport on the peninsula, we lived a, we lived in this horrible apartment. Okay, horrible. Yeah, and um, it it, it uh, we had a, a woman who had um schizophrenia who would pound on her ceiling every night who lived below us well there was our, uh-huh. our, our apartment was very long and there were two apartments below us subdivided so she was in the back one and in the front one it was mostly just boring people but for uh, uh, i think the remainder of our time there the grandson of the owner lived there and he was like this hot actually like orange county broy guy and he had this like stripper girlfriend and he used to beat the living shit out of this girlfriend. Oh my god, it was awful. And I always remember it was. Would you call nine one one? Yeah, we yeah we did. We used to do it all the time. But I always remember I think one of the nights we called nine one one. So our one of our windows kind of just went was right above their front door. So when we looked at the window, you could see straight down. Okay. And I remember one night like 
we heard the door open, so we went and we both, all of me and my roommates, <laughs> my roommates and I, we went to the window to look. And we already called. We had already called nine one one, and we went to go look. And she ran out. She was running out of the apartment, and almost like a horror movie, you just saw these two hands grab her by the waist and just drag her back into the apartment. Yeah, it was just scary. And the cops would come and they'd be like, oh. and of course. What was frustrating is then the woman would always be like, no, everything's fine. I'm like, I just saw you get dragged in. It was, what? That's the thing. This is the part I don't get. This is why I hate hot people. <laughs> is they can, they can beat the shit, choke, drag these stupid people who don't stand up for themselves. And, 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 and they, they defend them. Meanwhile, I can't get anyone to return my fucking phone calls. Uh, no, if on Grinder people block me just by looking at me, you know they don't even interact with me. They just block me, and it's awful. That's what has happened when you're ugly and disgusting and gross. This is what your life is like, Michael. You're trying to be a nice guy. No one goes with you. You're hot. You can beat the shit out of them, and they'll come running back. Anyway, what else is going on with you, Mike Lawson? <laughs> Well, I don't think you. I don't think it's fair to call women that get beat by men stupid because they. No, I, I don't think they're stupid because beat they, by a man. they're beaten by men. I think they're stupid because they go with them in the first place. When there's nice look, there's nice guys who are. Um, ugh, I'm not gonna ignore the phone. The phone's ringing. I don't give a shit. I don't want to edit. Uh, that there's these I can't, nice. I can't even hear it. Oh, there are these nice guys. They're stupid because they're not with people like you. Is what you're saying? <laughs> They're stupid because they're not all with me. Sounds like what you're saying. <laughs> kind of, yes. Well, no, it's just that, they, you know, they wouldn't give the... You know what it is, is is often... And this isn't just women, by the way. This is men, too. You know? Uh, how do I put it? I feel there are people... And by the way, I'm guilty of this, too. Okay? Who I get... I, I'm frustrated with people like me and others who are like, I want this, this, and this, and this. And then someone's offering it to them on a silver platter, and they're like, "No, I want what I, what's bad for me." Does that make sense? It's the it's the emotional equivalent of like, look, I'm I'm overweight, right? I know that this is what, what was often very frustrating about being overweight is when thin people try and tell you like, you don't understand. This is how you 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 lose weight, and you're like, I've lost and gained more than you'll ever know in your life. Like, no one knows how to lose weight more than a person who used to be fat or who has been fat or is fat. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And um, it's it, – so what I'm saying is, yet I still continue to make poor choices, okay, in terms of food. That's the thing. I, as I elect to make poor choices. It doesn't, know, it doesn't mean I don't know what I'm doing. I elect to make those poor choices. And I guess I get frustrated with – uh, people in all walks of life who make poor choices. And by the way, I'm telling you, I make those same poor choices, you know? Like, for instance. Armando, yeah, but aren't you the skinny person telling the fat person how to lose weight in this situation? No, because... Hey, I mean, a person I mean, who gets beat up by their boyfriend, just don't get, just don't be with a guy who beats you up. No, because what I'm I saying is I make poor choices. outsider no, that's telling I, them how to... No, how, I make poor what? choices too. Do you think I'm making the best relationship choices when I have? It's in the fucking song. I choose people for whatever reason who are emotionally unavailable because they're either too young or they are just not 
I don't go with the people I should be with. And it, it ultimately lands up breaking my heart. Did you ever think? I wouldn't call you stupid for that, though. you know? Mm. I just think it's, I think it's weird. Right. It's victim blamey. Hmm. Meanwhile, what's going on you, with you? You see a victim getting or dragged it... into a car, and you're like, "What's the point?" <laughs> <laughs> I hope she didn't die. It really does weigh on me. I think we did the wrong thing, but like in the blink of an eye, we had to make decisions, and we were on the freeway, and mm-hmm. it was moving, and it just made me feel well, awful. Also, look, so she's true... probably fine. It was probably like a. <laughs> A movie. Maybe yeah. they were filming something. Maybe they were playing like a uh, Chinese fire drill, whatever that's called. And they were just switching seats. Yeah. And she would go <laughs> the wrong way. And he was helping her. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, what's up with you, though, Joey? Okay. Well, as we, as I promised last week, I went to go see the musical Love Never Dies with <laughs> the Johns. Yeah. Okay. Do you remember what you text me during intermission? No. What? You said it's intermission at Love Never Dies. Um, dot dot dot. I wish I would, or something like that. <laughs> this musical. Well, here's what's funny is I will say this about the Johns is they see a lot of theater. Okay, a lot of it. They've seen all the shows. They've seen Hamilton with Lin Manuel twice. You know, they see yeah. everything. And so I before the we went to, we went to dinner beforehand, which we'll talk about in a second. And while we were at dinner, I said, oh, I'm just so, ex- oops, I'm so excited just because I can't, I'm just excited to see a horrible musical that, you know, I'm just excited, you know? My wish is that it's just so good, it's it's so bad, it's good. Mm-hmm. And John Paul was equally excited, you know? So then we go, and the bad news is just shitty. It's not so bad, it's good, Okay. But also, I go, after the play, I talk to the Johns, and I say, so, it, look, that's, like, horrible. And they go, oddly, not the worst musical we've seen. They wow. Say, it's a solid five. And I was like, what? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, we've seen way, way worse. Well, because I will say this, and I don't know if I told you this in the text. The cast of Love Never Dies, the current touring production, is phenomenal. And so I even told John Paul during intermission... I wish I could see this cast in Phantom of the Opera. If that makes sense. It's like the yeah. Phantom's great. Christina's great. Madame Giri's great. Raul, everyone. All great. You know? Do they have New York accents for anything? No. Isn't it? No. Oh. No. It's it's extraordinary. For what Mike's referring to is, for those of you kind of familiar with, so the original Phantom of the Opera, if you're not familiar, takes place in uh, eight, late 1800s uh, Paris. You know? Uh, for some reason, the sequel takes place 10 years later in early 1900s Coney Island, where the Phantom, ha- this <laughs> sounds ridiculous, the Phantom has escaped and decided, well, I've, wow, I just, I've just escaped with my life from Paris. Let me open up a freak show in the United States um, on, on, on Coney Island, and it's going to have a really, it's going to have a very, very low-key name, Phantasma. Does he wear like a I Love New York shirt or a Mickey Mouse ears or he something? He might as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The show's horrible. It's horrible, horrible, horrible. So it's funny. Anyway, so that's my review of the show. Anyway. Cool. So before we get there, John Paul's like, listen, the panic. We were going to go together, but then it didn't work out. He goes, you get the part there. He goes, but if you go to this street, it's cheaper and one street's more expensive. They were all expensive. You know, uh, this, um, 
the one over on one street was $20, another one was $25. Parking in LA. Yeah. So I go, oh, what am I doing? You know, this ticket's free. And I'm like, but you know what it is? Is I just, the thought of paying 20 or $25 for parking yeah. bothers me. To yeah. park. That's the old person in us, though, because can't you think of like times when like your mother or even your grandparents when or your dad where they're like, I can't pay that for whatever service or whatever product. Mm-hmm. Like that's such an old person thing. I never paid that much. It used to be a quarter. I used to spend a nickel on that. You yeah, know what I mean? But it's, it's ridiculous. It's $25 to park. To park your car. Okay. Okay, old man. Anyway, so but lo and behold, as I'm driving around looking, I'm all the pay for the twenty dollar one, right? Whatever. Yeah. Um, a metered parking spot opens up. Oh, good. Yeah, and that you know the meter only went till eight, and the show started at eight, and it was like seven. So I was like, okay, great. So I got it for like a dollar, but it was it was it was like, the theater is at the bottom of a hill, and this was at the top of the hill. Okay. So I'm walking down. This is actually very similar to your story. I'm walking down the hill to meet the Johns for dinner, which is across the street from the theater. And um, I don't know. It, it was like a movie, Mike. I can't tell you where this came from. Don't tell me the origin of what I'm going to tell you. But I'm walking down the hill and all of a sudden, like I was at a Universal Studios stunt show. An old man in a wheelchair is like, oh, just like just freestyling down the hill in his wheelchair. Right. Did he have his cat, a leg in a cast? No, he didn't have his leg in a cast, but he was in a wheelchair that was now he had lost control of and was just careening down the hill. Right. And people are like freaking out. And eventually oh what God. happens is. He hits something. I don't know if it's a rock or something, but in, in, in the best way possible, I, I don't know how to explain this. Hit something and the wheelchair tips over, but it, not like in a crash. Like you, the speed he was going, I don't know why. It just the tumble wasn't that bad. Okay, but like the the wheelchair just basically came to a stop, and then like he tipped over. Does that make sense? Like it was that yeah. kind of gentle, and people from all over are like running out. Of buildings, like, oh making God. a mad dash yeah. for this man. Meanwhile, and then the front side of one building falls, and it, like, go, the window <laughs> is right around him. Yeah, and there was <laughs> anvil. Someone dropped an anvil out of his window, and it was really weird. So, um, but, but what I thought was amusing was I was actually the closest to him where he fell. And so all these people are making a mad dash for this. I mean, like, they're sprinting. Because this is horrible. An old man just, like... <laughs> Went down, a, you know, tumbled out of a wheelchair. I could have, I was first on scene, so I was so close, but I just moseyed on over. I didn't run. I just kept walking the same pace I was doing, and then I helped pick up his wheelchair. And people, by the, they got there like a few seconds after me, so we all helped put him in the wheelchair. And, and then once I, once I saw that he was being handled by other people and I helped the, with the wheelchair, I just kept on walking. Well, didn't you had to get to, to dinner. Yeah, I got to get to dinner. I got to go see Love Never Dies. It's your fault. Why are you going down a hill in a wheelchair? So well, I'm glad he was okay. Yeah, and yeah. Like my story, I'm glad. Yeah, I did. No, I did no okay. checking up on this person, right? So then I go to dinner, and the Johns are like, "Are you ready to order?" I go, "Yeah, sure." I just have like a salad. The reason they went to this restaurant, Evil John ordered 
the largest tray of oysters. It was it was something I've never seen, but I've never seen someone go like John Paul got like a, a, a I don't know some ceviche platter or something like a, a regular meal that someone would get right. Mm-hmm. I got a salad with um, something I don't know what it was like a little side. It was comical. This evil John, it was like he was like Boss Tweed from the 1800s or something like that, you know? Like, all of a sudden, like, a big tray of, like, 30 oysters come and they put them in front of John. Like, he's some sort of, like, it's weird. It's almost like a villain in a, like, evil John tries to be a villain. Like, I've never, it's like something that you would expect, like, Lex Luthor to order, you know? Like, who orders like a trying giant... to live up to the name. Yeah. It was like I've never it was a weirdly decadent meal that you don't ever see anyone order anymore. It's like something you would like you would see like Andrew Carnegie order like in the late or like if he was if he was in a movie, you know, where like <laughs> someone goes to ask him for money, he just has trays of oysters being delivered to him. So, um and then you know, they give you a they give you like little accoutrements with uh-huh. they put they put this giant tray of oysters in front of him the waiter's like okay are we all good you know it has like the little like lemon juice or lemons or i don't know all the things that come with it right and he goes yeah 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 we're good and the waiter walks away it's very busy it's a saturday night evil's on immediately picks up something that's a little it's like this pink vinegar yeah and spills it <laughs> and he's like oh no no now i can't eat my oysters because i don't have the vinegar and meanwhile it's a busy night and yeah. the waiter's not coming back, you know, not for a while. Right. And John Paul and I yeah. are eating, and he just has like thirty oysters that are going nowhere, right? Because <laughs> he can't eat them out of the vinegar. And what's even funnier is he did flag down like a busboy at some point, and he goes like, "I spilled my vinegar." And the guy goes, "Oh, I'll bring you." Uh, that's okay, sir. And he brought back a little tub of vinaigrette, uh-huh. and he was like, "What?" What am I going to be in a grant with an oyster? He had to wait, wait, wait. Like, so now it's getting close to showtime, and he has to, like, slurp down and wolf, like, 30 oysters. Oh, my God. Gross. And then he goes, then he goes, oh, okay. I like oysters, by the way, but, like, the idea of eating many of them and just that, too, is weird. I need something else in my stomach. Ugh. Yeah. Well, okay. Then he goes, I'm really tired. I don't know if I'm going to make it through this play. I'm so sleepy. Right. So he tells the waiter when the fi- actually when he when the waiter finally came back to and he got him the vinegar, he goes, "Bring me a double espresso." He goes, "Okay, double." He's like, you know what? Make it a triple. And he's like, "Are you sure?" He goes, "Yeah." And I go, "Okay." They bring back this cup is like up to the rim with espresso, right? Yeah. And he goes, he spills it. No. <laughs> he goes, ah, like so mad, ah, like. Okay, thanks for giving me this cup. No room for cream. I'm all, you asked for the triple espresso. So, uh, uh-huh. by the way, and, and being honest, I'm very sensitive to caffeine. Okay, very sensitive. Like, if I have a medium McDonald's iced coffee at 7 in the morning, I'm not able to sleep at night. Okay? Really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Super sensitive. Mike, and this explains so much. He had a triple espresso? We had to wake him up at intermission. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm kind of like that. It's getting, I'm becoming more and more sensitive. But I used to, it almost relaxed me for a while. 
you know? Oh, really? No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. Super, super, super sensitive for it. So anyway, that, that, that was pretty much the night. Everything else was fine. I we went to the play, and then we, I went home right afterwards. There wasn't mm-hmm. So there was no fights or anything with Evil John, but uh, that was <gasps> the, the <laughs> night with uh, Evil John and John I saw I saw a play, too. Oh, what did you see? Um, I saw a play called Viet Gone, and it was like, well, it's a musical. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's written by this dude about how his parents met in america but during the vietnam war they both um they were both refugees Mm -hmm. and it was interesting the music was like hip-hop uh sort of hamilton sounding music do you think we're in a rush of those now a lot of those yeah i think we are but i think that um this one at certain points i'm i liked it so much so it feels bad to say this, but it's it is really true. It almost felt like a ripoff of Hamilton's music. Like, oh, that song is this song in Hamilton, sort of thing. Do you get me? Yes. Um, so I went and saw that. I also wanted to tell you, Joey, and we almost didn't record today because of this. Oh. You don't know this. Oh. But um my laptop is Everyone listening, I want everyone to know. I think Mike can hear me. Maybe Mike can't hear me. So I'm recording Mike's feed on my computer. And I think it's very funny that Mike just said, my laptop is, and then like his internet went out or he Skyped out. So Mike, if you can hear me, you're, uh, we're not hearing you right now. You're Skyped out. Hello? Can you hear me? I can hear you. All right. So everyone listening, Mike Lawson is back. Oh. Hi everyone! <laughs> but now he's now he's talking from his phone. Yeah, and my audio probably is shit. But that was the weirdest coincidence because I, like, I just was about to tell you that my computer like has been acting weird, and it was almost as if my computer was like, "You're not telling Joe this story," and it just restarted right as or <laughs> shut down right as I was telling you sentence. Uh-huh. So my computer's on the. It's like doing this thing where I. Th- it's something with the charger, maybe. Mm-hmm. So Steve's gonna bring his adapter, and I'm gonna try his and see if it Do you need fixes a new battery? it. I can't. What? Do you maybe need a new battery? I'm gonna try. The battery's health looks fine mm-hmm. um, from what I looked at, but the I'll try the charger first, and if maybe just get a new charger is what I'm hoping, or if not, I might need a new computer. Oh. That's where I'm at. Would you get a laptop or do you get a desktop? Um, I don't know. I'm thinking I might go with a like a Mac Mini for that's the desk and then like a Chromebook so that I could You're literally But I don't That's exactly I don't what I need have. that. That's I don't my need setup. that. But that's my that's my current setup. Cuz I have the iPad. So why do you need a Chromebook? What do you do on it? The Chromebook is for whenever I'm just out. I use it for classes. I'm like when I'm in class, sometimes I need to look up like an Excel sheet or type in an Excel sheet. Like I literally use it. I never, I've never needed it more than what a Chromebook offers. That makes sense. Maybe I'm yeah. sure there's a time where I was like, oh, you know, that would have been nice to have this for that, you know. But mm-hmm. for the most part, it's just like going on Google Docs or going on. You know, it it it, it so. So far, so good. The the Chrome and the Chromebook I have, I really, really like very much. And also, like they're super cheap, and they like the one I have has like a twelve hour battery life. Um, I'm a huge fan. 
buy it, use it, frick it, frick it, frick it, yeah. frick it. This and has then, been the tech segment with Mike and Joe. And then um, my, the Mac Mini, you know, my computer died in January, and I got a Mac Mini, and I've been very happy with it. Good. So I'll take a look. So anyway, that's what's going on with me. What's up? Do you have another personal story or a news story or anything? Let's see here. Let me tell, I'm going to tell a quick personal story. Okay, I talked about Dario's movie last week, right? I wanna, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to archive that. We're going through the Trello. Talked about my car accident archive. So the other day, my mom comes home and she goes, Joey, your niece is a genius. She's a genius. I think she's an artistic genius. Um, your brother and, and, and his wife need to take her to an art school and foster this genius. She did this painting in school like months ago. And your father and I, have you ever heard of the artist Vincent Van Gogh? <laughs> and I go, yeah. <laughs> we were watching CBS this morning. And he has this painting that I guess is famous. And it's like a night. It's like a beautiful night. And I go, starry <laughs> night. Uh huh. You've heard of this painting? And I go, yes. It's probably one of the most famous paintings in the world. Yeah. Well, I've never seen it. She goes, Joey, your niece, just she's seven, did an exact recreation of it. Just just did it in an art class. And it looks exact. When we saw it on the TV, we both screamed. We were like, oh, our niece did that. Our niece did that. Joey, they need to develop this artistic uh, thing in her. Right? So I call my brother. I go, what? what did you hear about? And he goes, what are you talking about? And I go, this thing with Van Gogh, and he goes, um, that was from school, and they were literally copying the painting? Yeah. Like the task was That was to, the assignment. The assignment was to copy the painting? My yeah. mom thought that my, my niece just randomly dreamt up this Starry Night thing. So, but like, Mike was convinced she was an artistic genius. Convinced. <laughs> I like the idea that it flashed on the screen and both your mom and your dad thought that that was your niece's painting. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, well, no, you know what's so funny? That that wouldn't be weird. Um, I was talking to a relative recently who was telling me that his father was like, you need to see Minority Report because you're in a picture of you is in Minority Report. And, and a this, picture of you? No, no, no. The picture, a picture of this relative of mine. Okay. Oh. And my relative goes like, "What?" And the dad goes, "Yeah, I was watching Minority Report. You know, with Tom Cruise from like seventeen years ago or whatever." Yeah. And I was watching it, and a picture of you came on the screen. You're in it, and the guy was like, "Wait, how would that even?" Like, he engaged it. He's like, how would they even get a picture of me? He's like, I don't know, but you're in Minority Report, right? <laughs> so this person goes through the film frame by frame to find, like, frame by frame. It's a two and a half hour movie. So he wasted, like, literally half his day <laughs> trying to find with this picture. And then he saw, like, in the background, there was, like, maybe a blob that I guess if you squint your eyes, you might think looked like a picture of him. And that was it. And the and, and the dad was convinced that he was in Minority Report. 
And I was like, but why would you even think that it was? He's like, I go, what percentage of you thought that you were really a minority report? He goes, I'm not going to lie. 55%. I think, well, like, it, it's because of the way it was report? sold, I guess. Yeah, that's what he was saying. That's <laughs> what he was saying. He's like, the per- my dad was so convinced that I was in minority where he had me convinced. <laughs> and I think it's the same thing with my and my mom and my dad are the same age as this, this person's dad. And I think that they were like, oh, well, it makes a lot of sense to us. You know that my niece, our niece, had a painting on CBS this morning, and this, this Van Gogh character ripped her off. That made more sense to them. Well, no, you know what? I'm going to tell the other story. So the other day, because this is related, my mom comes in. She's really fucking up. She's upset. She had gone to the supermarket, right? She's pissed, like pissed, Mike, pissed. Like, how often does she come home from the supermarket pissed? That's a good question. 55% of the time. So okay. then she comes and she goes like, oh, because you know my mom, uh, just F- F- to clarify for everyone listening, had like, oh, well, you guys know she had the major foot surgery. Remember with the yeah. prison sandwich? Yeah. So she can't really walk far distances. She walks fine, but she can't walk really far. Okay. So she has a disability card. All right. And she goes, well. I don't, I don't know what we're going to do. Someone stole uh, my disability card. I go, what do you mean? They, 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 she goes, I was at the supermarket, and I had to go to another supermarket. And when I went to the second supermarket, the disability card was gone. The disability placard. And I go, wait, did they broke into the car? Yeah. They broke into the car. Go, was there broken glass? How did you know they stole it? Joey, I had it at this one supermarket, and it wasn't at the other supermarket. So clearly someone stole it. And I go, but how would they get into your car? And she has one, one their, their car is like a key car, like a car, but like the, with the opening of the key, but also has one of those number pads. Okay. She goes, you know, these teenagers now, they have all these machines that they can just put it up to the <laughs> thing and it, it breaks in with the code. And I think that's what it is. I think it was a wild bunch of teenagers hacked into my car. <laughs> took the disability card and then left. And I go, wait, so they have this e- e- extensive, this elaborate piece of equipment. They went up to your car. Yes. And they broke into your car. They hacked into your car. Uh-huh. And the only thing they stole, yes, was your disability. That's what they wanted, your disability placard. Yeah, Joey, people want it because they want to park close. And I go, did you look in the car? I looked everywhere, Joey, in the car. I looked Everywhere turned it upside down. So my dad's really upset. Oh no, this is because you, you know my dad's paranoid because he watches the news. That you know, you better hope that they don't get caught because they're gonna come after you. So you yeah. need to call the DMV right away. You better report this to the DMV right now. She goes, Oh well, you know, it's Sunday. Yeah, the DMV certificate is in the glove compartment. Let me go get it. Okay. She goes, Comes back with the, the DMV placard. I mean, the disability. I go, where was it? She goes, I don't know how it got there. It was sitting in the glove compartment. And I go, wait. <laughs> One, you said you looked everywhere. Okay. <laughs> to me, glove compartment is first place you look. Yeah. Right? The place where it lives. Yeah. The place where it lives. Okay. And she goes, and I go, two, 
To you, it was more believable that a roving band of teenagers with expensive computers <laughs> hacked into your car, <laughs> took it, and then locked your car back up. <laughs> then you put it in the glove compartment. Because, you know, by the way, and I don't know, this makes no sense. Don't, I don't ask any questions. She still, that it was easier for her to believe then that I had it and that I put it in the glove compartment because she knew it would embar- I knew it would embarrass her. And that's the current story they're going with. A person who I was sitting in front of her the entire time, she is, it's easier for her to believe that I snuck out, put it in the glove compartment because I knew where it was and I just did it to embarrass her. Well, you're a magician, so. <laughs> that's true. With my magical ways. So this is what I'm dealing with on a daily basis. Um, well, that sounds fun. <laughs> yeah. I can't. I was going to segue to a news story, but I don't have my computer up, so I can't. All right. Well, so. you look, it's not like people are really coming to us for breaking news. We're not cocktails and cream puffs, you know. So um, <laughs> we're like on the latest episode of Cocktails and Cream Puffs. Uh, they were talking about uh, the Watergate. Of, yeah, the firing of James <laughs> Comey. <laughs> Guys, it's it's over for Trump. It's over. He just fired Comey. Just consider it done. And he, I'll be surprised if he makes it out of 2017. Nobody, well, nobody listening that doesn't listen to them understands. But they just record shows live and put them out very late. So, um, they're always talking Here, about news from six months ago. Here's the part I don't get. And this, look, I'm, I'm, I see this as a commercial for cocktails and cream puffs. So everyone can go listen to this. They record the show live, like we're doing now. I'm going to go out and take out, and it's going to take me, and I'm mad about this, about five minutes, okay? To take out yeah. the blank spots from when like the phone dropped and I got a phone call earlier and blah, 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 blah. That's going to take me literally five minutes. They literally do the show live to tape. Like, the show's an right. hour long. The live show's an hour long. How is he just not just putting it out? <laughs> Do you remember the time he fell when <laughs> we were trying to record the three of us uh-huh. and uh, he was having audio problems and he was like, I guess reaching for like his soundboard or something and he just <laughs> toppled over. <laughs> I, I love that guy. I really do. I, 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 he got so mad at us too. Oh, he always gets mad. And one time he told me like, you know, when you guys were so mean, you know that, uh, Kevin heard that episode where you had made fun of me. He goes, these are your friends. <laughs> these are your friends. He, he is so nice, though. He just is it's such a character. Okay, you know what? I'm gonna but he sing, does get really mad at us. I'm going to sing a song for him. You ready? Okay. Yeah. Because, you know, we have, like, Joe Batanz, Latino slob, fat and lazy with no job. What would the Boo Hacker verse be? Let's say he, for instance, I left the show and he joins you. So it can still be Mike and Joe. What would his verse be? Also, his name doesn't fit in the cadence very well. 
Maybe instead of it would just be Boo Hecker, not Joe Boo Hecker. But you have to go Boo Hecker. Hmm. That works. Okay, that's right. Okay, let me see. Um, okay. Wait, I'm trying to think of what the what the rhyme would be here though. Um we're making fun of other people's podcasts as we're sitting here going, um Okay, okay, here we go. Uh, uh. I know what to do. Here we go. It'd be something like that. We have to save him for that chorus thing. Um, okay. Um, do you have anything else, Mike Lawson? No. Uh, what are you doing next week? I don't have any. Besides work, I don't really have anything planned. I know Chris and Mercedes want to see me, but I don't know how that's going to happen. I'm just so busy. Cool. What about you? <laughs> um, this weekend, I'm trying to... I might go to see... Um, Head Over Heels is here in San Francisco, um, which is, stars Peppermint from RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, really? Uh, in its pre-Broadway uh, debut. I might try to see that this weekend if I could get uh, decent price tickets. Mm-hmm. Um, if no I don't like, do that. No like, uh, uh, you know like some restaurants? There are restaurants that like, you know, let's say you work at uh, Chipotle and there's like um, – uh, a Panda Express down the street, and you guys will swap food because like, do you think you're like, well, we'll give you our free meals, you give you your free meals, right? Or no, like they're the nothing formal. Mm-hmm. You have to like have your own connection. So yeah. I have a a connection at one theater, but not at this specific theater we're going to. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how I got to go to see Viet Gone because I have a friend who helped me get in. Um, but anyway. If I don't get cheap tickets, then I might go to an A's game. Um, yeah, what's this is fun. where you're in baseball now? Yeah, I really have, have been enjoying it. There's something kind of like, I mean, it's like nostalgic and it's fun to watch, but also like not, it, it, it's relaxing almost because it's so fucking slow. Mm-hmm. And it's just like kind of like reminds me that like, things used to be really slow and like people were healthy and happy and I don't know, it's slow and I enjoy just kind of, well, you can have a conversation doing it. it. Yeah. 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 I stare at my phone for most of the time that I'm watching a game, you know? So I don't know. I like it. Um, That's it. Nice catching up with you, Joe. Now you have to guess whether it's the real version or the outro version. I think this one sounds different. Anyway, go to Helmut. 
Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Contact Mike and Joe and listen to all of their old episodes at catchinguppodcast.com. Follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast and on Twitter at podcast. Follow Mike Lawson on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Mike Lawson. And follow Joe Batance on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batance. The theme song was written and performed by Rich Green, and the closing music was arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. I'm your Auntie Vera Charles saying farewell until the next time Mike and Joe call one another and catch up. It's what they do every single week. Without fail. They never miss a week. <laughs>